The Parent-Teacher Conference Podcast is sponsored by FanSchool. Parents, are you finding it difficult to see your child's work since it's all digital? Teachers, are your digital assignments getting lost in the black hole of a digital folder? Can I suggest a solution? FanSchool. FanSchool is a safe and social learning network where students own and share their learning. Think of FanSchool as a digital bulletin board for your students' work. Take a look. Go to fan.school today. That is fan.school. And imagine what your classroom space will look like on FanSchool. It was back to school night last night, not for me as a teacher, but for me as a parent. And the first time I was in the high school. And my wife and I went into a Spanish class and in comes, and I knew this was happening because I knew her son was in the class, one of my former students. And it wasn't one of my former students from New Jersey. This is the really neat thing of it all. This is a former student that I had in a private school in Lower Fairfield County, Connecticut from when she was a 12-year-old to an 18-year-old. And then, we, of course, we lost touch. And the next thing you know, we live in the same town as in New Jersey, and we have children about the same age. So she sits down, and you know we listen to the presentation. It was very pleasant. And as we, as we walk out, and we were both going our separate ways in different classes, she looked at my wife and I, and then she turned to my wife, because she knows me well enough. She had me long enough as a teacher. And she looks at my wife and says, so has he been critiquing teachers all night? on their back-to-school night presentations. Welcome to your parent-teacher conference, where a 24-7 parent and full-time teacher discusses issues and concerns from both points of view in an attempt to bridge the gap for the sake of kids. So relax, grab a coffee or other comfort drink, and let's talk about it. Welcome to your parent-teacher conference. This is your host, Coach Cullen. And today we are talking about back-to-school night. So I'm going to talk a little bit about, as a parent, things that you should be thinking from a teacher's point of view. And then as a teacher, I'm going to share what I do to engage the parents. Again, I'd love to hear from you. If you want to reach out to me and tell me where I'm wrong or tell me what I'm doing right or have a topic for a future podcast, please feel free to reach out to me at ptcpodcast411 at gmail.com. That's ptcpodcast411 at gmail.com. PTC, like Parent Teacher Conference. If you found this on Twitter, please feel free to retweet it. If you found it on Facebook, please feel free to share. So I have this really neat connection with a former student from Connecticut, and it's been a pleasure. To, um, she's a great kid, and I really, you know, it's one of the fringe benefits of teaching. I saw her, like, I saw her go from preteen to teenager on the verge of college. And then I left the school, she went to college, she married a guy, um, she got married, had kids, and I just got to be honest. The, what what has been the pleasure, and I think a lot of teachers will express this as well, is that I'm glad she's doing great. 
She has an awesome husband who loves and cares for her. Three beautiful kids. And I'm sure her life isn't perfect because nobody's life is. But as a teacher, you just sit there and say, it seems like she's really enjoying the path that she chose. I just hope other kids in her class, her friends, have are enjoying that type of life. So she was in this Spanish course, and we started talking in the hallway, you know, we critiquing the teacher, and I said, no, I mean, I would do it differently. I'm going to share how I present back to school night a little differently and why I do it like I do. Uh, but it's not a comparison because I think teachers are seeing back to school night differently than me, and I'll explain that. So but my wife did tell her, but he was taking notes. She goes, you took notes on how to do things? I'm like, no. I go, no, what I took notes on was they would mention something. And I go, ooh, I forgot that in my presentation. Like one woman passed out like sheets so you could write about your child to get to, you know, what a parent would like the teacher to know about your, their, you know, about their student, my child. And I'm like, ooh, yeah, I got to get index cards. I do that every year. That, there's something I do. If you're a teacher listening, that's something I do. I pass out index cards. I just ask parents, write down your kid's name and tell me something you'd like me to know about. That's it. Very simple, very basic. And that gives you some great insight. Some parents just write a, a sentence. Some parents write both sides of the index card. But it's up to them, whatever they feel that you need to know about their child. And that's what it's all about, isn't it? It's this, you're trying to assist the parent in providing education to the most precious thing in their life. So it's good to get some insight from them and to allow them to express things that they feel you should know. But before I talk about what I, how I approach back to school night as a teacher, let me share with you from a teacher's perspective some do's and don'ts of back to school night. Now, one I posted on Facebook, and this has happened, and I actually put barriers up so it doesn't happen again. Even if there are no seats left in the classroom, it is inappropriate to take the teacher's chair behind their desk. It, I mean, for me, what it comes down to for me, and I've never obviously yelled at a parent for doing it. I've had parents do it very few, I think two in all my career. But you have to remember something. That desk, that chair is a teacher's home for 180 days. We probably spend more time in that classroom and more time in our waking hours in that classroom than anywhere in the world during the school year. It's it's a little personal. It's like invading our space. So don't sit in a teacher's chair. When you walk in, just take a seat and you know, listen respectfully. I know that back to school nights tend to be like the social event of your town. And you see that, like you're out in the hallway waiting for parents to come in and they're jabbering away, talking, talking, talking. But when, you know, the teacher only has a few minutes to share with everyone what's going on in their class. So when you move into the classroom, just take a seat and listen. Talk to your friends out in the hallway. Hang, I mean, if you really have that much to talk about, go out for a drink after um, back to school night 
with your friends who you're talking with. The other thing about back to school night I like to share for parents, and this is this can be a problem, is when you turn it into a parent-teacher conference. That's not the purpose of back to school night. Back to school night is just so you get some information about the person who's teaching your kid, who the person is, a little bit about them, what they teach, how they go about it. It is not meant for you at the end of the presentation to walk up and start a parent-teacher conference telling the teacher your concerns, questions you're having a teacher about your specific child, not about general questions. General questions are fine. Hey, I don't quite get the grading policy. Can you explain that a little more to me? I'm just trying to understand. That's fine. But, hey... um, you know, you gave my kid a D on that first assignment and I wasn't too pleased. That's not proper for back to school night. Or, hey, my kid has an IEP. I like to talk about it with you. An IEP, for those of you who don't know, is for special ed students. It's an individualized education plan. It's appropriate to ask a teacher about the IEP, but just not in that setting. That's that's the issue. I'm going to tell you something you should do. Now, I got to be honest, high school, I kind of felt differently and I don't know what it is we, we think about high school teachers like college professors and we shouldn't I did it for a couple of teachers and some teachers it was hard to do this with because of where they were in the classroom and they were in conversation that's part of the problem right you were starting to have a conversation with a teacher about your kid and other parents just can't go up to him and say hi um Mr. Cullen I'm Madison's dad I just want to say hi thank you for your presentation I mean that's appropriate I have I enjoy when Parents come up to me at the end of my presentation and shake my hand or just introduce themselves very briefly. You don't have to do it. I don't hold it against anybody for not doing it. But that's nice. That's appropriate. That's absolutely appropriate. I, especially in the elementary school and the middle school, I always try to get up there. Again, even in the high school, I actually was trying. It just seemed like more people, especially because we were fresh. My kid was a freshman. I think there was a lot of freshman parents that really wanted to talk to the teachers, which again, I say is inappropriate beyond introducing yourself. And it's good to get a face to the, you know, you get the parent's face to the child. They can make a connection, especially if they do have to write home. Of course, the, the one problem with us is I think some teachers are taken aback because my daughter is biracial, she's adopted, and they see these two white folk coming up, right? And when I say, oh, Madison's dad, they're like, they're probably like, okay. And I mean, I'm so, now some of them I think are stunned and they don't get it right away because for teachers, back to school night's very nerve wracking. Others, I, I'm sure, pick it up right away. And as, we, as the child has gotten older, there's less of what's called articulation, like younger, old, the teachers from the year before telling you, especially going from middle school to high school. So I'm sure that adopt, adopted wasn't on their radar. They just probably assume she's biracial like any other biracial kid that they teach. And that's great. That's what I want. That's how I want them to treat her. I don't want them to treat her any differently because she's adopted. All adopted means that our love for her started in a different way than most people. That's all. So anyway, so those are, I mean, that's probably the big thing. Questions don't interrupt the teacher during the presentation. I can tell you, especially young teachers, they are nervous. They're younger, 
it's intimidating. They're, you, the teacher, like a lot of the teachers my daughter had, and because it's so typical in schools, right? Most of her teachers are the young teachers. They give all the young teachers the hardest classes and the youngest classes for high school. It's so typical. But yeah, here I am sitting, first class, I would say that this girl was just south of 30. In fact, I just called her a girl instead of a woman. Kind of shows you the difference in ages. And she's talking to people 40 to, 40 to 50 years old. Like she's talking to people her parents' age. And she did a great job, but at the same time, that can be intimidating. So let them give out the presentation. If they ask for a question at the end, ask a question. You'll notice that most teachers won't ask for questions. We've been told not to. Now, it's not that the principal goes around. It's kind of like a rule of thumb. At back to school night, if you want to reduce any curveballs being thrown at you, talk the whole time. Talk the whole 10 minutes if it's 10 minutes. Your last, put kind of like a newspaper article. Now I'm like switching into teacher mode here, but I don't do this. But you'll notice that as a parent. Start noticing that what a teacher does is they put together a presentation pretty much in how a newspaper reporter writes an article. The most important stuff they want you to know is at the very beginning. And at the end, they can race through things if the, if the bell rings. The last slide will typically always be, here's my contact information. If, as a parent, you do have a question based on the presentation, feel free to email. That's your best option. Especially if the teacher is taking the whole time up and you need to get out of there to go down three stories across the whole school and then to another class. As what I had to do last night. So for parents, it's really basic. Sit there and enjoy it. Be respectful of the teacher's time because they're trying to get a lot of information in a short amount of time. If you want to talk to your friends, save it for afterwards. Go out for a drink. Um, don't have a parent-teacher conference. It's back-to-school night, not parent-teacher conferences. But it is appropriate to walk up and say, how you doing? I just want to introduce myself. I am so-and-so's dad or so-and-so's mom. All right, for the teacher... Now, most people see back-to-school night as informational. Like when a teacher presents, they're thinking, I'm giving information. They act like news anchors. And their smart board or their projection of their little slide presentation are like the pictures in the background when you're watching the news. And the reporter is telling the stories about different things. Like I said, they even structure the presentation. Most teachers will structure the presentation where the most important information is at the beginning. I, as a teacher, I'm gonna, uh, you know, so I'm going to share this with teachers, and you can think this through if you're still planning back to school night or for next year. When I plan back to school night, I do not think of it as informational first. It's definitely informational. My first thing is I want my students' parents to walk out of my classroom after that 10 minutes. And I don't care if they don't get any information. There's a website for that. I give them a website address. They can get every information, every question they want answered. They can email me. It is not for information. The reason for back-to-school night for me is to show my students' parents how I engage their children in how I engage them in a very intense, short period of time. That's what I want. 
I want my goal is, and I start with a goal. That's just me. I don't know. Other people are more pragmatic. They go, okay, I have back to school night, so I'm going to do this, do this, do this. They, they do the steps first. And I say, no, you need your goal first. And I, I remember telling this to my student teacher, too. I go, just don't teach history. Why are you teaching history? Why are you teaching that specific history class? Start with the end in mind, the purpose, the goal. So the goal for back to school night for me is what I shared. I want my students' parents to have a classroom experience in those 10 minutes that their students get every day. That's And the goal is when they walk out, they're saying, I wish I was in that guy's class. Or I now I understand why my child enjoys going to his class. That's what I'm trying to do. And I got to be honest, when I'm sitting at back, I, I wish I can. You know, my, again, my former student asking my wife, does he critique people? I really don't because I think... You have to present, you have to give a presentation that's authentic to you. So if you're nervous and you just want to get through all the information and you can't think about some of the things I'm about to say, I get it. Or if it's even just not you, maybe you're all by the book. That's fine. But if you're not, if you, if you want to explore more, do it. Why does every presentation have to be the same? Why does every teacher's approach? I, I sat... No offense to any of the teachers last night, but basically every teacher had the same approach except for one. And it's it's nice. The social media, social media marketing teacher that my daughter has was conversational. And it wasn't that she was engaging us in a conversation, but she has no notes. She actually worked for, she had told us she worked for a news outlet uh, before she became a teacher. And it was evident because she was very comfortable delivering a story. She just told the story of the class and she shared with us why this class was important. That's a key one too, teachers. Even if you're just giving a straight presentation, you gotta give your parents the purpose behind your class. Why does their child need to be in that classroom? It's not, the answer is not because the state mandates it. That is a horrible answer. You know. Why, you know, maybe I'll do a uh, podcast later on on why I think history is important. Because I'm doing that right now for my students. I spend the first weeks doing that. You have to give the parents the purpose for your, their child in the classroom. The social media marketing teacher absolutely did that. We walked out knowing that our ch- child's time in that classroom was worth it. So what do I do? Well, one year when fake, you know, fake news, everything's fake news. So what I did, how I did my presentation was a multiple choice game called fake news. It's basically the old game, three truths and a lie. And what I did to explain my class, to explain who I was, I had my PowerPoint presentation as a multiple choice game. And the parents would have to raise their hands like A, B, C. So they're participating, they're engaged. Like, you know, for example, you know, you usually you give your almost like your resume. So one of the questions was, which college is fake news? So what I was asking, and they knew the gist of the game by this point, that three of the colleges I had attended, one of them I did not. That was the fake news. They had to raise their hand when they thought the college was the fake news. And in that way, I was able to introduce where I went to school and my master, where I got my master's and where I took one history, master's level history course. That was the other college. So this year, what I'm doing 
is I'm start we, we do a thing at the beginning of the year. I hand out a sheet and I ask the students in my class to ask their parents, what was life like for you in seventh grade? And I, I have seen a couple of parents since then because I coached the soccer team and they all expressed how they enjoyed that. They enjoyed sharing with their child some things about their own seventh grade experiences, like what was popular at the time. Like I had one kid, actually two kids, come up to me and say their parents' TV show, favorite TV show is Happy Days. So I looked at it, I went, ayy, and I put the thumbs up. So I told one kid, they had no clue. So I, I told one kid, do me a favor, go home tonight, go up to your mom, because that's who filled out the sheet, and go, ayy, with the thumbs out. And he looked at me like I was telling him to do something bad. I'm like, listen, it's not bad. She's going to laugh. Trust me, she's going to laugh. It's, I wouldn't tell you to do something that your mom would get upset by. She won't get upset by this. And I asked him the next day, hey, did you do it? And he, she was like, he was like, yeah, she told me to do this to you. And he, he and I don't know if you can hear that, but it's the pinky Tuscadero slapping the, the thighs and pointing the, like, the finger out at you. So she definitely enjoyed that I taught him the Fonzie A.E. So since a couple of parents expressed how they enjoyed this, I my you know typically one of the things you do as a teacher is share a little bit about who you are. So I took the song Saved by the Bell and I made a little movie using uh, Keynote on the, my Mac. And it's a little slideshow, but it, it it's run like a movie. So in the background, you have Saved by the Bell. I, the background I put up is all like, what you would think of the late 80s, early 90s. when you, If you've ever seen Saved by the Bell, it's like that same looking background. And pictures of my daughters will show up like they're starring in the show. And I, I give where I, I give my resume out there. So it's like in a minute, in a fun, engaging minute, that's just like a opening of a TV show. I present who I am in my resume. That's a minute done. Now I have nine minutes to go. So... I do ask my parents as they walk in on the screen before they see that video will be the in, the index cards will already be on the desk. All I don't pass them out because again, you only have 10 minutes. So the index cards are already on the desk. There are sets of pencils all out ready for them and the information on the board. Please fill out um, an index card. Tell me your child's name. Tell me something you'd like me to know about them. Please put in the box as you walk out. There's a box, a wiffle ball box in the front of the room. I ask them to put it, throw it in when they're done. So you can think of that like the do now. So the first thing I have is the do now with the index card. Then I show this minute, like music video, if you want to call it that, um, showing who, my, who I am. And then what I'm going to do, like I said to you, teachers will try to avoid questions. And this time, I'm not going to avoid questions. I pre-planned them. I created a game. I have this little, it's a Nerf Frisbee golf game. And it's tiny, it's plastic. I can move it around, I can put it on a tabletop. I want to have that in the, at the front of the room. And I'm going to give different tables, different color little discs. And I'm going to tell them, here's how the game works. There are six, there are 18 questions up on the screen. When I say go, whoever has a Frisbee will throw a Frisbee in. If you get the Frisbee inside the goal, you get to choose a question. So the questions up there are every typical question that you have at back to school night that parents want to know. What are you teaching this year? How can I contact you? Um, 
What's your grading policy? Do you have extra credit? So the questions are already up there. If you get a goal in, you know, with a good Frisbee golf, if you get it in the goal, you get to choose which question you want me to do. There are also two like wildcard questions that the parent can ask anything they want. And I'm going to explain to them. You can ask anything you want, but I get to answer it in any way I want. So they'll, you know, it kind of puts a little bit of kibosh on something really wild and wacky because it allows me to say, I am not answering that. That's how I want to answer it. So it does put a kibosh on that. And there are some funny questions up there. Like one of them I've actually been asked is this question. You look around the room and there's all this Mets stuff up. And, it's, and the kids will tell them, he hates the Yankees. He loves the Mets. So, and I've had this question asked, you seem like a smart guy. How can you be a Mets fan? So you can choose to ask that. That's one of the options up on the um, presentation. Now, I know some of you are thinking, you know, the wrinkle is, what happens if you don't go over all the questions, like the legitimate ones? I don't think people are going to want to know walking out why I'm a Mets fan. What I plan to do, and I'll tell them this at the very end, I'm not going to share this in the beginning, that all the answers will be available. I have a website, so they can go to a website if they have, if there's a question they wanted answered that nobody asked or they were unable to get the Frisbee in the goal, that they can find it online. Of course, they can email me. Um, you know, I really wanted to know this. It, was, it wasn't it was asked. Can you please explain? And that, that's it. That's what I'll say. I mean, that's, that's the point of it, too, is I want parents to realize you can contact me. Hey, we're in this together. It's your kid. It's, again, the most important thing in your life. It's your kid, not mine. I'm just here to help you, okay? Your, your property taxes are paying me to assist you in making your child an academic success. And... Just like my classroom, you're probably wondering, why, do you, why are you doing that? You want to stand out from all the other teachers? You want, to, you want people to think you're better than all the No. I want my students' parents to see me as a teacher. To stand up in front of the room and just talk over what's on a slideshow behind me, that's not me. So it would be almost like a false rep representation of who, if I were to stand up there and just lecture parents for 10 minutes about what I do in my classroom, that would be the most, that was the, be the biggest lie I can do to those parents because it had, their kids would say, that is nothing like Mr. Cullen in the classroom. That's not the Mr. Cullen I know. He's funny. He tries to tell jokes. He tells stories to help us understand things. He has us play games. I want my students' parents to get that. And they can make connections when their kid does come home and say, we played this game today. Why'd you play it? Well, we learned about economics by playing this game, this card game called Pit. Did you ever hear it? It was fun. We were yelling in the classroom. And at the end, Mr. Cullen explained some basic ideas of economics. And now, if that parent went to back to school night, they're going to be like, I, I totally get it. And I totally understand why he did it. So if you're a teacher, my summary is this. Whatever you do for back to school night, just do these two things. One, let the parents see you. Okay, that's what it's for. The parents want to come to know you. So you can do it how I do it. 
or you could just give a lecture if that's what you're most comfortable. Let parents see how you are in the classroom with their children, whatever is authentic for you. And two, start with the goal and purpose. What do, when your students' parents walk out of that room after that little 10-minute segment or whatever it is, what do you want them to be thinking or what do they want, you want them to walk away with? Those two things. It doesn't matter what you do. I think you'll have a successful back-to-school night if you answer those two, have good, solid answers to those two questions. You know, I know a lot of teachers don't look forward to back-to-school night. Um, for some reason, there are some teachers who see parents as adversaries. Some are just, they're intimidated because, again, parents tend to be a lot older or because they know that parents take their kids seriously. They, or it's just that it's not anything of that. It's nothing to do with the parents at all. It's just the beginning of the school year is a very hectic time. And coming back at night for a couple of hours and having to prepare something is just adds on to the stress of the beginning of the year. I mean, it could be any of those things. So I'm just going to add just some words of advice. for like One more word of advice for both teachers and parents. Teachers, see this in that idea that we are here to assist parents. That is our job. And they want to get to know you. That's a good thing. Don't think about the parents who have blasted you in the past or, or question how you do things. Think about the many who may have never said anything who have really appreciated you. Think of back to school night as a gift to them, to those parents who have really appreciated you. Even if you want to say it's a gift to those parents, even if it's only a few in number, who have gone out of their way to let you know they have appreciated the job you've done for their child. And for parents, remember that back-to-school night can be very stressful for teachers. And not just because they're talking to their students' parents. It's just that the beginning of the school year is very hectic. So take it easy on them. Don't try to trip them up by saying a rude comment or a snarky question. Again, parents, we're into this together, okay? The teachers want to do their best for your child. So instead of trying to trip them up, be respectful, listen to the whole presentation, and at the end, introduce yourself to the teacher. Say, if your child already is talking about their class, share that with them, and end with, if you need any help from home, just email me. I'm here to support you. Thank you for joining me on the Parent Teacher Conference podcast. If you enjoyed what you heard, please share this podcast with friends. They can be teachers, they can be parents, they can be someone who's just interested in education and parenting. If you have a comment, a question, or an idea for a future topic, please feel free to reach out to me at ptcpodcast411 at gmail.com. ptcpodcast411 at gmail.com. Remember, a good teacher cares deeply for their students, but good parents love those students 
their children deeply. <laughs>